Hello, this is Tushta Krishna Das, and you're listening to ISKCON Denver podcast, where you can hear all of our classes and kirtans. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with others. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaurabhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaurabhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaurabhakta Vrinda Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunivari Pasjatya Deshitarine Om Magyana Timarandasya Gananjana Shavakaya Chakshuran Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Svapadantikam Panchakalpa Trubyascha Kripasindubye Vacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasari Gauda Bhaktivinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna. <clears throat> Good morning to all on this uh, beautiful Sunday morning. Um, today for our Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita reading, we will be reading from... Adi Lila, chapter three, titled The External Reasons for Lord Chaitanya's Appearance. And today we're at Advaita Bhavan in <laughs> Mayapur, Navajweep Dham. Devo. So, <laughs> so this week on Wednesday is the auspicious appearance day of Advaita Acharya. And so today we'll read about Advaita Acharya in the third chapter of the Adi Lila. This is where we first encounter Advaita Acharya and we learn about his character and about how he was one of the main reasons or causes for Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to descend. So in Adi Lila 3, from texts 50 to 83, Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is elaborating on the verse from Srimad Bhagavatam 11.532, which is a description of Lord Chaitanya or the incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in Kali Yuga. So in text 52, Krishna Varanam Twisha Krishnam Sangho Pangastra Parshanam 
Yagyai Sankirtan Prayar Yajanti Hi Sumedasaha. In the age of Kali, intelligent persons perform congregational chanting to worship the incarnation of Godhead, who constantly sings the name of Krishna. Although his complexion is not blackish, he is Krishna himself. He is accompanied by his associates, servants, weapons, and confidential companions. So Anga means along with his associates and Upanga servitors. So going to text 71, where we'll start our reading today. Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami speaks about Anga. What does Anga mean in this verse? So text 71, Anga Shabde Angsa Kahe Seho Satyahaya Maya Karya Nahe Sabachid Ananda Maya. The word Anga indeed refers to plenary portions. Such manifestations should never be considered products of material nature, for they are all transcendental, full of knowledge, and full of bliss. Purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. In the material world, if a fragment is taken from an original object, the original object is reduced by the removal of that fragment. But the Supreme Personality of Godhead is not at all affected by the actions of Maya. The Ishopanishad says, Am Purnam Madha Purnam Idam Purna Purnam Mudachate Purnasya Purnam Madaya Purnam Eva Vashishite. The personality of Godhead is perfect and complete. And because he is completely perfect, all emanations from him, such as this phenomenal world, are perfectly equipped as complete wholes. Whatever is produced of the complete whole is also complete in itself. Because he is the complete whole, even though so many complete units emanate from him, he remains the complete balance from Sri Ishapanishad invocation. In the realm of the absolute, one plus one equals one and one minus one equals one. Therefore, one should not conceive of a fragment of the Supreme Lord in the material sense. In the spiritual world, there's no influence of the material energy or material calculations of fragments. In the 15th, 15th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says that the living entities are as parts and parcels. There are innumerable living entities throughout the material and spiritual universes, but still Lord Krishna is full in himself. To think that God has lost his personality because as many parts and parcels are distributed all over the universe is an illusion. That is a material calculation. Such calculations are possible only under the influence of the material energy, maya. In the spiritual world, the material energy is conspicuous only by its absence. In the category of Vishnu Tattva, 
there's no loss of power from one can uh, from one expansion to the next any more than there's a loss of illumination as one candle kindles another. Thousands of candles may be kindled by an original candle and all will have the same candle power. In this way, it is to be, to be understood that although all the Vishnu tattvas from Krishna and Lord Chaitanya to Ram, Narasimha, Varaha and so on appear with different features in different ages, all are equally invested with supreme potency. Demigods, such as Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva, come in contact with the material energy, and their power and potency are therefore of different gradations. All the incarnations of Vishnu, however, are equal in potency, for the influence of Maya cannot even approach them. Text 72. Advaita Nityananda Chaitanya Dui Anga Angara Avayava Ganakahi Ye Upanga Sri Advaita Prabhu and Sri Nityananda Prabhu are both plenary portions of Lord Chaitanya. Thus they are the limbs, Angas, of his body. The parts of these two limbs are called the Upangas. Angopanga Tikshna Astra Parabura Sahite Se Saba Astrahaya Pashanda Dalite. Thus the Lord is equipped with sharp weapons in the form of his parts and plenary portions. All these weapons are competent enough to crush the faithless atheists. Purport. The word pashanda is very significant here. One who compares the Supreme Personality of Godhead to the demigods is known as a pashanda. Pashandas try to bring the Supreme Lord down to a mundane level. I really love that sentence to describe those who are faithless or atheists is that they're trying to bring the Lord down to a mundane level. Really great sentence. Pashandas tried to bring the Supreme Lord down to a mundane level. Sometimes they create their own imaginary God or accept an ordinary person as God and advertise him as, as equal to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. They're so foolish that they present someone as the next incarnation of Lord Chaitanya or Krishna although his activities are all contradictory to those of a genuine incarnation, and thus they fool the innocent public. One who is intelligent and who studies the characteristics of the Supreme Personality of Godhead with reference to the Vedic context cannot be bewildered by the Pashandas. Pashandas or atheists cannot understand the pastimes of the Supreme Lord or transcendental loving service to the Lord. They think that devotional service is no better than ordinary fruit of activities, karma. As the Bhagavad Gita 4.8 confirms, however, the Supreme Personality of Godhead and his devotees 
the Supreme Personality of Godhead and his devotees, saving the righteous and chastising the miscreants, paritranaya sadhunam vinashaya chadushkritam, always curb these nonsensical atheists. Miscreants always want to deny the Supreme Personality of Godhead and put stumbling blocks in the path of devotional service. The Lord sends his bona fide representatives and appears himself to curb this nonsense. Text 74. Nityananda Gosani Sakshat Haladhara Advaita Acharya Gosani Sakshat Ishvara Sri Nityananda Gosani is directly Haladhar, Lord Balaram, and Advaita Acharya is the personality of Godhead himself. Srivasadi Parishada Sanya Sange Lana Dui Sena Pati Bule Kirtana Kariya. These two captains, with their soldiers, such as Srivas Thakur, travel everywhere chanting the holy name of the Lord. Lord Nityananda's very features indicate that he is the subduer of the unbelievers. All sins and unbelievers flee from the loud shouts of Advaita Acharya. Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya is the initiator of Sankirtan, congregational chanting of the holy name of the Lord. One who worships him through Sankirtan is fortunate indeed. Such a person is truly intelligent, whereas others who have but a poor fund of knowledge must endure the cycle of repeated birth and death. Of all sacrificial performances, the chanting of the Lord's holy name is the most sublime. Purport. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the father and inaugurator of the Sankirtan movement. One who worships him by sacrificing his life, money, intelligence, and words for the Sankirtan movement is recognized by the Lord and endowed with his blessings. All others may be said to be foolish, for of all sacrifices in which a man may apply his energy, a sacrifice made for the Sankirtan movement is the most glorious. Text 79. Koti Ashvameda Eka Krishna Nama Sama Yei Kahe Se Pashandi Dande Tare Yama. One who says that 10 million Ashvameda sacrifices are equal to the chanting of the holy name of Lord Krishna is undoubtedly an atheist. He is sure to be punished by Yamaraj. So a, for those who might not know, Ashvameda Yagya is known as a horse sacrifice. And this is a very, very elaborate sacrifice that in Srimad Bhagavatam and the Vedas, the topmost kings would basically use all their wealth to perform an Ashvameda Yagya. So of all the different sacrifices in the Vedas, Ashvamedha Yagya is 
high up there. But to even say that 10 million Ashvamedi sacrifices or sacrifices are equal to the chanting of the holy name of Lord Krishna is uh, one who states that is undoubtedly an atheist. So the chanting of the holy name is the greatest of all sacrifices. Purport. In the list of the 10 kinds of offenses in chanting the holy name of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Hare Krishna, the eighth offense is Dharma Vrata Tiyaga Hutadi Sarva Subha Kriya Samam Api Pramadaha. One should never consider the chanting of the holy name of Godhead equal to pious activities like giving charity to Brahmins or saintly persons opening charitable educational institutions, distributing free food and so on. The results of pious activities do not equal the results of chanting the holy name of Krishna. The Vedic scriptures say, Gokoti Dhanam Grahane Kagagasya Prayaga Gangodaka Kalpavasa Yagyayutam Meru Suvarna Dhanam Govinda Kriter Na Samam Satangsai. Even if one distributes 10 million cows in charity during an eclipse of the sun, lives at the confluence of the Ganges and Yamuna for millions of years, or gives a mountain of gold in sacrifice to the Brahmins, he does not earn one hundredth part of the merit derived from chanting Hare Krishna. So this is amazing glorification of the chanting of Hare Krishna, how fortunate we are to be able to chant Hare Krishna. Prabhupada continues, in other words, one who accepts the chanting of Hare Krishna to be some kind of pious activity is completely misled. Of course, it is pious, but the real fact is that Krishna and his name being transcendental, are far above all mundane pious activity. Pious activity is on the material platform, but chanting of the holy name of Krishna is completely on the spiritual plane. Therefore, although Pashandis do not understand this, pious activity can never compare to the chanting of the holy name. Text 80. Bhagavat Sandarbha Granthera Mangala Charane Eishloka Jiva Gosani Kariyachena Virkane. In the auspicious introduction to the Bhagavat Sandarbha, Shri Jiva Goswami has given the following verse as an explanation Anta Krishna Bahir Goram Darshitangadi Vaibhavam. Kalau Sankirtan Adhyaisma Krishna Chaitanyam Ashutaha. I take shelter of Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is outwardly of a fair complexion, but is inwardly Krishna himself. In this age of Kali, he displays his expansions, his angas and upangas by performing congregational chanting of the holy name of the Lord. Purport. 
Shuddhajiva Goswami has placed this verse from Srimad Bhagavatam quoted in text 52, Krishna Varnam Trisha Krishnam, as the auspicious introduction to his Bhagavat Sandarbha or Shat Sandarbha. He has composed this text, which is in effect an explanation of the Bhagavatam verse as the second verse of the same work. The verse from Srimad Bhagavatam was enunciated by Karabhajan, one of the nine great sages, and it is elaborately explained by the Sarva Sangvadini Jiva Goswami's commentary in his own Shatsandarbha. Anta Krishna refers to one who is always thinking of Krishna. This attitude is a predominant feature of Srimati Radharani. Even though many devotees always think of Krishna, none can surpass the gopis, among whom Radharani is the leader in thinking of Krishna. Radharani's Krishna consciousness surpasses that of all other devotees. Lord Chaitanya accepted the position of Srimati Radharani to understand Krishna. Therefore, he was always thinking of Krishna in the same way as Radharani. By thinking of Lord Krishna, he always overlapped Krishna. Sri Krishna Chaitanya, who is outwardly very fair, with a complexion like molten gold, simultaneously manifested his eternal associates, opulences, expansions, and incarnations. He preached the process of chanting Hare Krishna, and those who are under his lotus feet are glorious. Text 82. Upapara neha suni Sri Krishna vachana kripakori vyasa prati kariya chena katana. In the Upaparanas, we hear Sri Krishna showing his mercy to Vyasadeva by speaking to him as follows. O learned Brahmin, sometimes I accept the renounced order of life to induce the fallen people of the age of Kali to accept devotional service to the Lord. Srimad Bhagavatam, the Mahabharat, the Puranas, and other Vedic literatures all give evidence to prove that Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the incarnation of Krishna. One can also directly see Lord Chaitanya's manifest influence in his uncommon deeds and uncommon Krishna conscious realization. But faithless unbelievers do not see what is clearly evident, just as owls do not see the rays of the sun. Oh my Lord, those influenced by demoniac principles cannot realize you, although you are clearly the supreme by dint of your exalted activities, forms, character, and uncommon power, which are confirmed by all the revealed scriptures and the quality of goodness and the celebrated transcendentalists and the divine nature. Purport. This is a verse from the Stotra Ratna 12 of Yamuna Charya, a spiritual master of Ramanujacharya. The authentic scriptures describe the transcendental activities, features, form, and qualities of Krishna 
and Krishna himself, uh, and Krishna explains himself in the Bhagavad Gita, the most authentic scripture in the world. He's further explained in Srimad Bhagavatam, which is considered the explanation of the Vedanta Sutra. Lord Krishna is accepted as the Supreme Personality of Godhead by these authentic scriptures, not simply by Vox Populi. In the modern age, a certain class of fools think that they can vote anyone into the position of God as they can vote a man into the position of a political executive head. But the transcendental supreme personality of Godhead is perfectly described in the authentic scriptures. In the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says that only fools deride him, thinking that anyone can speak like Krishna. Even according to historical references, Krishna's activities are most uncommon. Krishna has affirmed, I am God, and he has acted accordingly. Mayavadis think that everyone can claim to be God, but that is their illusion, for no one else can perform such extraordinary activities as Krishna. When he was a child on the lap of his mother, he killed the demon Putana. Then he killed the demons Trinavarta, Vatsasura, and Baka. When he was a little more grown up, he killed the demons Agasura and Rishabasura. Therefore, God is God from the very beginning. The idea that someone can become God by meditation is ridiculous. By hard endeavor, one may realize his godly nature, but he will never become God. The Asuras or demons who think that anyone can become God are condemned. The authentic scriptures are compiled by personalities like Vyasadeva, Narada, Asita, and Parashara who are not ordinary men. All the followers of the Vedic way of life have accepted these famous personalities whose authentic scriptures confirm, conform to the Vedic literature. Nevertheless, the demoniac do not believe their statements and they purposely oppose the Supreme Personality of Godhead and his devotees. Today, it is fashionable for a common men to write whimsical words as so-called incarnations of God and be accepted as authentic by other common men. This demoniac mentality is condemned in the seventh chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, wherein it is said that those who are miscreants and the lowest of mankind, who are fools and asses, cannot accept the Supreme Personality of Godhead because of their demoniac nature. They are compared to ulukas or owls, who cannot open their eyes in the sunlight. Because they cannot bear the sunlight, they hide themselves from it and never see it. They cannot believe that there is such illumination. Text 88. Apanat lukaite krishna nana yatnakare tatapi tanhara bhakta janaye tanhare Lord Sri Krishna tries to hide himself in various ways, but nevertheless, his pure devotees know him as he is. Oh, my Lord, everything within material nature is limited by time, space, and thought. Your characteristics, however, being unequaled and unsurpassed, are always transcendental to such limitations. 
You sometimes cover such characteristics by your own energy, but nevertheless, your unalloyed devotees are always able to see you under all circumstances. Purport. This verse is also quoted from the Stotra Ratna of Yamuna Charya. Everything covered by the influence of Maya is within the limited boundaries of space, time, and thought. Even the greatest manifestation we conceive, the sky, also has limitations. From the authentic scriptures, however, it is evident that beyond the sky is a covering of seven layers, each 10 times thicker than the one preceding it. The covering layers are vast, but with or without coverings, space is limited. Our power to think about space and time is also limited. Time is eternal. We may imagine billions and trillions of years, but that will still be an inadequate estimate of the extent of time. Our imperfect senses, therefore, cannot think of the greatness of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, nor can we bring him within the limitations of time or our thinking power. His position is accordingly described by the word Ulangita. He is transcendental to space, time, and thought, although he appears within them. He exists transcendentally. Even, even when the Lord's transcendental existence is disguised by space, time, and thought, however, pure devotees of the Supreme Lord can see him in his personal features beyond space, time, and thought. In other words, even though the Lord is not visible to the eyes of ordinary men, those who are beyond the covering layers because of their transcendental devotional service can still see him. The sun may appear covered by a cloud, but actually it is the eyes of the tiny people below the cloud that are covered, not the sun. If those tiny people rose above the cloud in an airplane, they could then see the sunshine and the sun without impediment. Similarly, the covering, I'm sorry, similarly, although the covering of Maya is very strong, Lord Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita 714, This divine energy of mine, consisting of the three modes of material nature, is difficult to overcome. But those who have surrendered unto me can easily cross beyond it. To surpass the influence of the illusory energy is very difficult, but those who are determined to catch hold of the lotus feet of the Lord are freed from the clutches of Maya. Therefore, pure devotees can understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but demons, because of their miscreant behavior, cannot understand the Lord in spite of seeing the many revealed scriptures and the uncommon activities of the Lord. Text 90. Asura svabhave krishne kabu nahijane lukaite nare krishna bhaktajanastane. Those whose nature is demonia cannot know Krishna at any time, but he cannot hide himself from his pure devotees. 
purport. People who develop the nature of asuras like Ravana and Hiranyakashipu can never know Krishna, the personality of Godhead, by challenging the authority of Godhead. But Sri Krishna cannot hide himself from his pure devotees. Super sweet. Dvau Bhutta Sargo Lokesmin Daiva Asura Evacha Vishnu Bhaktas Mato Daiva Asuras Tadvipar Yaya. There are two classes of men in the created world. One consists of the demoniac and the other of the godly. The devotees of Lord Vishnu are the godly, whereas those who are just the opposite are called demons. Purport. This is a verse from the Padma Purana. Vishnu bhaktas or devotees in Krishna consciousness are known as devas, demigods. Atheists who do not believe in God or who, or, or who, or who declare themselves God are asuras, demons. Asuras always engage in atheistic material activities, exploring ways to utilize the resources of matter to enjoy sense gratification. The Vishnu bhaktas, Krishna conscious devotees, are also active, but their objective is to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead by devotional service. Superficially, both classes may appear to work in the same way, but their purposes are completely opposite because of a difference in consciousness. Asuras work for personal sense gratification, whereas devotees work for the satisfaction of the Supreme Lord. Both work conscientiously, but their motives are different. The Krishna consciousness movement is meant for devas or devotees. Demons cannot take part in Krishna conscious activities, nor can devotees in Krishna consciousness take part in demoniac activities or work like cats and dogs simply for sense gratification. Such activity does not appeal to those in Krishna consciousness. Devotees accept only the bare necessities of life to keep themselves fit to act in Krishna consciousness. The balance of their energy is used for developing Krishna consciousness, through which one can be transferred to the abode of Krishna by always thinking of him, even at the point of death. Text 92. Acharya Gosani Prabhura Bhakta Avatara Krishna Avatara Hetu Yanhara Hankara Advaita Acharya Goswami is an incarnation of the Lord as a devotee. His loud calling was the cause for Krishna's incarnation. Whenever Sri Krishna desires to manifest his incarnation on earth, first he creates the incarnations of his respectable predecessors. Thus, respectable personalities, such as his father, mother, and spiritual master, all take birth on earth first. Madhavendra Puri, Ishvara Puri, Srimati Sachimata, and Srila Jagannath Mishra all appeared with Sri Advaita Acharya. Purport Whenever the Supreme Personality of Godhead descends in his human form, he sends ahead all his devotees who act as his father, teacher, and associates in many roles. 
Such personalities appear before the descent of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Before the appearance of Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, there appeared his devotees, there appeared his devotees like Sri Madhavendra Puri, his spiritual master, Sri Ishvara Puri, his mother, Sri Mati Sachi Devi, his father, Sri Jagannath Mishra, and Sri Advaita Acharya. Prakatiya deke acharya sakala sangsara Krishna bhakti ganda hina vishaya via vahara <coughs> Advaita acharya having appeared he found the world devoid of devotional service to Sri Krishna because people were engrossed in material affairs everyone was engaged in material enjoyment whether sinfully or virtuously no one was interested in the transcendental service of, of the Lord, which can give total relief from the repetition of birth and death. Advaita Charya, I'm sorry, purport. Advaita Charya saw the entire world to be engaged in activities of material piety and impiety without a trace of devotional service or Krishna consciousness anywhere. The fact is that in this material world, there is no scarcity of anything except Krishna consciousness. Material necessities are supplied by the mercy of the Supreme Lord. We sometimes feel scarcity because of our mismanagement. But the real problem is that people are out of touch with Krishna consciousness. Everyone is engaged in material sense gratification but people have no plan for making an ultimate solution to the real problems, namely birth, disease, old age, and death. These four material miseries are called bhavarog, or material diseases. They can be cured only by Krishna consciousness. Therefore, Krishna consciousness is the greatest benediction for human society. Text 98. Lokagati deki acharya karuna hridaya vichara karena lokera kaiche hitahaya. Seeing the activities of the world, the acharya felt compassion and began to ponder how he could act for the people's benefit. Purport. This sort of serious interest in the welfare of the public makes one a bona fide acharya. An acharya does not exploit his followers. Since the acharya is a confidential servitor of the Lord, his heart is always full of compassion for humanity and its suffering. He knows that all suffering is due to the absence of devotional service to the Lord and therefore, he always tries to find ways to change people's activities, making them favorable for the attainment of devotion. That is the qualification of an acharya. Although Sri Advaita Prabhu himself was powerful enough to do the work, as a submissive servitor, he thought that without the personal appearance of the Lord, no one could improve the fallen condition of society. In the grim clutches of Maya, the first-class prisoners of this material world 
wrongly think themselves happily, happy because they are rich, powerful, resourceful, and so on. These foolish creatures do not know that they're nothing but play dolls in the hands of material nature, and that at any moment, material nature's pitiless intrigues can crush to dust all their plans for godless activities. Such foolish prisoners cannot see that however they improve their position by artificial means, the calamities of repeated birth, death, disease, and old age are always beyond the jurisdiction of their control. Foolish as they are, they neglect these major problems of life and busy themselves with false things that cannot help them solve the real problems. They know that they do not want to suffer death or the pangs of disease in old age, but under the influence of the illusory energy, they're grossly negligent and therefore do nothing to solve the problems. This is called Maya. People held in the grip of Maya are thrown into oblivion after death. And as a result of their karma in the next life, they become dogs or gods, although most of them become dogs. To become gods in the next life, they must engage in the devotional service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Otherwise, they are sure to become dogs or hogs in terms of the laws of nature. The third class prisoners, being less materially opulent than the first class prisoners, endeavor to imitate them, for they also have no information of the real nature of their imprisonment. Thus, they also are misled by the illusory material nature. The function of the acharya, however, is to change the activities of both the first class and third class prisoners for their real benefit. This endeavor makes him a very dear devotee of the Lord, who says clearly in the Bhagavad Gita that no one in human society is dearer to him than a devotee who constantly engages in his service by finding ways to preach the message of Godhead for the real benefit of the world. The so-called acharyas of the age of Kali are more concerned are more concerned with exploiting the resources of their followers than mitigating their miseries. But Sri Advaita Prabhu, as an ideal acharya, was concerned with improving the condition of the world situation. Text 99. Apani Shri Krishna Yadi Karena Avatara Apane Achari Bhakti Karena Prachara Advaita Acharya thought, if Sri Krishna were to appear as an incarnation, he himself could preach devotion by his personal example. In this age of Kali, there's no religion other than the chanting of the holy names of the Lord. But how in this age will the Lord appear as an incarnation? I shall worship Krishna in a purified state of mind. I shall constantly petition him in humbleness. My name, Advaita, will be fitting if I am able to induce Krishna to inaugurate the movement of the chanting of the holy name. Purport. 
the non-dualist Mayavadi philosopher who falsely believes that he is non-different from the Lord is unable to call him like Advaita Prabhu. Advaita Prabhu is non-different from the Lord, yet in his relationship with the Lord, he does not merge with him, but eternally renders service unto him as a plenary portion. This is inconceivable for Mayavadis because they think in terms of mundane sense perception and therefore think that non-dualism necessitates losing one's separate identity. It is clear from this verse, however, that Advaita Prabhu, although retaining his separate identity, is non-different from the Lord. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu preached the philosophy of inconceivable simultaneous oneness with the Lord and difference from him. Conceivable dualism and monism are conceptions of the imperfect senses, which are unable to reach the transcendence because the transcendence is beyond the conception of limited potency. The actions of Sri Advaita Prabhu, however, give tangible proof of inconceivable non-dualism. One who therefore un surrenders unto Sri Advaita Prabhu can easily follow the philosophy of inconceivable simultaneous dualism and monism. So if anybody wants to understand a chintya beta beta tattva, inconceivable simultaneous dualism and monism, one must surrender unto Sri Advaita Prabhu. Advaita Acharya Kijai. Text 103. Krishna Vasa Karibena Kon Aradane Vicharite Ekashloka Aila Tanramane. While he was thinking about how to propitiate Krishna by worship, the following verse came to his mind. Tulsi Dala Matrena Jalasya Chulukenava Vikrinite Swam Atmanam Bhaktibyo Bhaktivatsalaha. Sri Krishna, who is very affectionate toward his devotees, sells himself to a devotee who offers him merely a Tulsi leaf and a palmful of water. Purport. This is a verse from the Gotamiya Tantra. Eishlokarta acharya karena bicharana krishna ke tosi jala deya ye jana tara rina sodite krishna karena chintana jala tolasira sama kichughare nahidhana. Advaita acharya considered the meaning of the verse in this way not finding any way to repay the debt he owes to one who offers him a tulsi leaf and water, Lord Krishna thinks there is no wealth in my possession that is equal to a tulsi leaf and water. Thus the Lord liquidates the debt by offering himself to the devotee. Considering in this way, the Acharya began worshiping the Lord. Purport. Through devotional service, one can easily please Lord Krishna with the leaf of the Tulsi plant and a little water. 
As the Lord says in the Bhagavad Gita 9.26, a leaf, a flower, a fruit, or some water, patram pushpam palam toyam, when offered with devotion, very much pleases him. He universally accepts the services of his devotees. Even the poorest of devotees in any part of the world can sec secure a small flower, fruit, or leaf and a little water. And if these offerings, and especially the Tulsi leaves and Ganges water, are offered to Krishna with devotion, he is very satisfied. It is said that Krishna is so much pleased by such devotional service that he offers himself to his devotee in exchange for it. Shula Advaita Acharya knew this fact and therefore he decided to call for the personality of Godhead Krishna to descend by worshiping the Lord with Tulsi leaves and the water of the Ganges. Ganga Jala Tulsi Manjari Anukshana Krishna Pada Padma Bhavi Kare Samarpana. Thinking of the lotus feet of Sri Krishna, he constantly offered Tulsi buds in water from the Ganges. He appealed to Sri Krishna with loud calls, and this made it possible for Krishna to appear. Therefore, the principal reason for Sri Chaitanya's descent is this appeal by Advaita Acharya. The Lord, the protector of religion, appears by the desire of his devotee. Text 111. <laughs> Yad yad hiyata urugaya vibhavayanti tat tat vapu pranayase sad anugrahaya. O my Lord, you always dwell in the vision and hearing of your pure devotees. You also live in their lotus like hearts, which are purified by devotional service. O my Lord, who are glorified by exalted prayers, you show special favor to your devotees by manifesting yourself in the eternal forms in which they welcome you. Purport. This text from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 3, Chapter 9, Text 11, is a prayer by Lord Brahma to the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna for his blessings in the work of creation. Knowledge of the Supreme Personality of Godhead can be understood from the descriptions of the Vedic scriptures. For example, the Brahma Sanghita 529 describes that in the abode of Lord Krishna, which is made of Chintamani, touchstone, the Lord, acting as a cowherd boy, is served by hundreds and thousands of goddesses of fortune. Mayavadis think that the devotees have imagined the form of Krishna but the authentic Vedic scriptures have actually described Krishna in his various transcendental forms. The word shruta in shrutekshita pata refers to the Vedas and ikshita indicates that the way to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead 
is by proper study of the Vedic scriptures. One cannot imagine something about God or his form. Such imagination is not accepted by those who are serious about enlightenment. Here Brahma says that one can know Krishna through the path of properly understanding the Vedic texts. If by studying the form, name, qualities, pastimes, and paraphernalia of the Supreme God, one is attracted to the Lord, he can execute devotional service and the form of the Lord will be impressed in his heart and remain transcendentally situated there. Unless a devotee actually develops transcendental love for the Lord, it is not possible for him to think always of the Lord within his heart. Such constant thought of the Lord is the sublime perfection of the yogic process, as the Bhagavad Gita confirms in the sixth chapter, stating that anyone absorbed in such thought is the best of all yogis. Such transcendental absorption is known as samadhi. A pure devotee who is always thinking of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the person qualified to see the Lord. One cannot speak of Urugaya, the Lord who is glorified by sublime prayers, unless one is transcendentally elevated. The Lord has innumerable forms, as the Brahma Sanghita confirms, Advaita Machuta Manada Mananta Rupam. The Lord expands himself in innumerable swangsa forms. When a devotee hearing about these innumerable forms becomes attached to one and always thinks of him, the Lord appears to him in that form. Lord Krishna is especially pleasing to such devotees in whose hearts he is always present because of their highly elevated transcendental love. Text 112. The essence of the meaning of this verse is that Lord Krishna appears in all his innumerable eternal forms because of the desires of his pure devotees. Thus I have surely determined the meaning of the fourth verse. <clears throat> Lord Guranga, Lord Chaitanya, appeared as an incarnation to preach unalloyed love of God. Shri Rupa Raghunath Pade Yara Ash Chaitanya Charitamrita Kahe Krishna Das Praying at the lotus feet of Shri Rupa and Shri Raghunath, always desiring their, mer their mercy, I, Krishna Das, narrate Shri Chaitanya Charitamrita Charitamrita, following in their footsteps. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports to Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adi Lila, third chapter, describing the external reasons for the appearance of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So we just heard about Advaita Acharya, Hunkara, loud shouts, calling out to the Lord and worshiping the Lord with Tulsi, and Gangajal, water of the Ganga, and he's determined to have the Lord appear 
and how sweet it is that the Lord is in the hearts of the pure devotees and he appears in his innumerable eternal forms because of the desires of his pure devotees. So Advaita Charya is not indifferent than the Lord, than the Lord but as a servitor, as we read in chapter six of Adi Lila, how Advaita Acharya, he's immersed in this dasya bhav, this mood of a servant. And so Advaita Acharya, he's serving the Lord. And why is he serving the Lord so intensely? It's because he's an Acharya representative of the Lord and he's concerned and he's filled with compassion to help the people of this world. He began to ponder how he could act for the people's benefit. So acting for the people's benefit is intensely worshiping the Lord so that the Lord will descend and even in our own life we might think that we're big preachers or, you know, great orators or whatever greatness that we have. It all comes from Krishna. And we're actually not the ones who are, you know, saving the world. Krishna is the one who's going to save the world. Krishna is going to descend in this world in the form of his holy names. And by hearing and chanting, then the hearts of all living entities, they become purified. And when our hearts and minds become purified, then the form of the Lord will be impressed in the heart and remain transcendentally situated there. So we are hearing about Advaita Acharya, whose appearance is on Wednesday, to then follow in Advaita Acharya's footsteps. We could never imitate Advaita Acharya and think that our you know, loud cries are gonna pierce through this universe and go to Goloka Vrindavan. But our simple prayers, our chanting of the holy names, they purify our own heart. And by purifying ourselves, then we're actually able to help others in a real way. As Srila Prabhupada stated, Bhavarog, what are the real problems of this world but birth, death, old age, and disease? And the only way that we can be freed from this Bhavarog is to engage in devotional service. So us engaging in devotional service we become purified and we're able to actually help others. And by helping others, we also help ourselves. So Advaita Acharya, calling out to the Lord. And therefore the principal reason for Sri Chaitanya's descent is this appeal by Advaita Acharya. The Lord, the protector of religion appears by the desire of his devotee. And so we're attempting to be devotees and by our desires of the Lord to appear. 
when he appears in this world. So I'll stop here. It's 9.02 if anyone has any reflections on today's reading, today's Srila Prabhupada's words on Advaita Charya. Yeah, thanks, Bala Prabhu. I just really appreciated that highlight of the chapter uh, about the significance of the Sankirtan process, the chanting of the holy names. And, you know, even as devotees, sometimes we may see and hear of like others doing incredible philanthropic work. And, you know, here we are just, you know, in our house or at the temple, just a few devotees chanting Hare Krishna. And the mind could think, oh, what effect is this having? So not to not to become like superiority complex or proud that oh all that is this useless activity. At the same time, from these statements in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, just to have the confidence that by engaging the Sankirtan process wholeheartedly, especially going towards at least, you know, Namabas Shudanam chanting, um, is actually an incredible contribution and a generous and significant contribution to the world at large for any individual. Uh, partaking with faith in, in the Nam Sankirtan process. So, I, yeah, I was really appreciating that section you read. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, to hear how uh, the holy name, it's not even equal to, uh, you know, performing 10 million Ashvamedha Yagyas and all these things, it's not even equal to just chanting Hare Krishna. It's, it's really amazing. And then you know, to think about how, you know, to, you know, I think you talked about earlier this week, you know, in terms of creating hospitals and, you know, you can distribute prasadam and do so many things to help others chant the holy names. So we see how, you know, charity work and all these things that, you know, great personalities are doing in this world if devotees are doing it to increase the holy name, then it's actually serving the holy name, spreading the glories of the holy name. But yeah, to uh, just chant Hare Krishna and have full surrender, you know, like you said, Shudanam, it's actually a great service and it helps so many others. Okay. Hare Krishna, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Vaisantas. So, um, can you say something about uh, how it is that um, Advaita Acharya becomes the one to call the Lord? Is it because he's like the sort of a leader of the Brahmins there and a more senior, so called? Um, how it is that he uh, takes that position? Is it that he um, takes the position of a devotee and and acts like a devotee and calling out to the Lord? I, I was wondering if you have any reflections on that. Yeah, it's very. Um... It's a very deep question. Um, let me find one verse here that I was thinking about this morning and 
going over certain sections. Mm. So in chapter six of Chaitanya Charitamrita, titled The Glories of Advaita Acharya, hmm. oh, yeah, um, there's one verse how Rudra, who is an expansion of Sadashiva and who appears in unlimited universes, is also a Gunavatar, qualitative incarnation, and is the ornament of all the demigods in the endless universes. He also desires only to be a servant of Lord Krishna. Sri Sadashiva always says, I am a servant of Lord Krishna. Intoxicated by ecstatic love for Lord Krishna, he becomes overwhelmed and incessantly dances without clothing and sings about Lord Krishna's qualities and pastimes. And so here is a glorification of Advaita Acharya, who is revealed to be Sadashiva, or another name of Sadashiva, and the purport explains Rudra, right? Rudra, who's an expansion of Sadashiva, as the glories of Advaita Acharya are explained is that Vaishnavanam Yuta Shambhu. Shambhu is the greatest of all Vaishnavs. And Advaitacharya, who is Mahavishnu Sadashiva, he is the greatest of all the Vaishnavs. And in Navajweep and Shantipur, Advaitacharya, yeah, he was the leader of the Vaishnavs. And we can see how he was the leader of the Vaishnavas because of his seniority, but he was a one of the top disciples of Sri Madhavendra Puri. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Krishna himself revealed through Sri Pad Madhavendra Puri the first, you could say, manifestation in this world of pure conjugal love, the highest rasa was first manifest through Sripad Madhavendra Puri in this world. And that's why he's like the root or the seed of the tree of Lord Chaitanya. And so Advaita Acharya being a disciple of Sri Madhavendra Puri, he is one of the top disciples and then spreads Krishna consciousness. And Lord Chaitanya would even see the seniority of Advaita Acharya. And Advaita Acharya just wanted to be uh, a servant of Lord Chaitanya. So Advaita Acharya calling out the loud cries. We can see how uh, this is a glor glorification of the Panchatattva this beginning section of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. So Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda, Krishna and Balaram, they're appearing in Advaita Acharya. He's one of the top servants. And so why is he exactly given the opportunity to loudly cry out and you know have the Lord descend? Is 
yeah, it's never really explained. This is the reason why Advaita Acharya did this, but we can see how he, you know, he was filled with such compassion of the world. I mean, it's amazing to think that Mahavishnu, God himself, Advaita Acharya, Sadashiva, is filled with such compassion for the world that he's loudly calling out to the Lord. So all the other Vaishnavas, when you read Shri Chaitanya Bhagavat and other biographies, the devotees headed by Srivas Thakur and so many others, they were coming to Advaita Charya and begging Advaita Charya that we want to engage in love of God. We want to spread love of God. But there's so much disturbances. Even at one point, Advaita Charya, before the advent of Lord Chaitanya, the devotees, they were feeling such separation from Krishna. They were feeling so much compassion and disturbance because of others not wanting to engage in Krishna consciousness that they all pleaded with Advaita Acharya. So Advaita Acharya, what did he do? He stood up, not caring how properly he dressed he was, and he roared like a lion that I will bring the Lord. I will, by my cries and by my petitioning, the Lord will descend to this world. Otherwise, I'll personally take up my Sudarshan Chakra and cut off all the heads of the atheists. This was Advaita Charya's determination. But yeah, it's amazing, just a reflection on how much compassion was in the heart of Advaita Charya, that he was crying out in such a way that it pierced through the universe and attracted Krishna to appear in this world. So why Advaita Charya specifically? I'm not sure if there's an actual verse or something that specifically states that, but Advaita Acharya, he's most dear associate of the Lord. He's an incarnation of the Lord as a devotee. His loud calling was the cause for Krishna's incarnation. So that's all I can really say. If you'd like to add anything or if there's any of your own reflections on that or if you've heard some things over the Thanks, Prabhu. Yeah, I was just thinking how um, uh, Lord Shiva, he's um, like the best um, devotee of the Lord. And um, the Lord is kind that he gives these special sankirtan um, services to his devotees like Prabhupada, you know, too, to uh, spread Krishna consciousness around the world. So just a, a special uh, arrangement to show glor glorification of um, how dear the devotee is to the Lord and how they become instruments and spread uh, love of God. And they, you know, they do um, that as the role of a devotee they they do what 
it seems like, you know, the, the Lord could easily do in one second, but um, he wants the devotee to do it and um, show the example, like here, you know, you are all devotees. <laughs> so this is your service on this planet. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Prabhu. I thank you all for tolerating the reading and yeah, hopefully we get to glorify Advaita Acharya later this week and really dive into the pastimes of Sri Advaita Acharya. So Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai, Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai, Sri Advaita Acharya Ki Jai. Hi Krishna. Hi Krishna. Hi Bo.